Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Football Betting Podcast with me, Tom Pipkin, and my co-host, Tom Walker. And it is an extra special episode of the pod today, because it is our birthday. Happy birthday. We are, as ever, going to go through the top four English football leagues, the Premier League, the Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our betting highlights from each one. Uh, We're sponsored by good friends at matchbook.com. You can bag yourself a juicy sign-up bonus, £30 back as a free bet if your bet loses. That's using the sign-up code TFB Podcast upon registration. Uh, how you doing then, Tom? Anyway, ready for really? a good weekend of football? Yeah, uh, I'm feeling reflective. Looking back on on six years of podding, like I, I've, mm. I'll read out, you know, I'll reform a tweet that I tweeted out, and I think it sums us up pretty well. Like I, I described us as the Real Oviedo of the podcast world. <laughs> like so. We're not the biggest pod. That's Barcelona. That's Real Madrid. But we were the first. I'm pretty sure that we were the first. We were knocking it down. First episode, February 2017. uh, That's when it goes back. So, yeah, I think we're Real Oviedo of the pod world. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be interesting just to go back to our first few recordings <laughs> and have a little listen to, to a couple of minutes. Crikey, we've come a long way. We've come a long <laughs> the way. Sound, the sound quality. It had like a yeah. droning beep in the background of the recording. <laughs> and a whistle. And a whistle. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It, sounded like, it sounded like the kettle was going off for an hour. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, if we have anyone who still follows us from the early days back in 2017, thank you for your patience and sticking with us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, far cry from from our humble beginnings with me, you, and my dad who listened to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we're now we're on video. Now we've had great sponsors, and we've got one at the moment in Matchbook, and you know we've grown to a, a really good spot where you know we're. Uh, responsible now for putting out a show every week that that people look forward to i i know how i feel about other podcasts i listen to i can't wait for it to drop and it's it's nice to know that there are some people out there who literally can't wait for our pod to drop like that's that's pretty pretty nice and yeah i'm feeling nice and reflective and also i'm feeling pretty bitter as well because we lost the pod the, the pod treble by one leg last week and then I thought okay we'll have a look at the docket this week and see if we can get back at it there's stuff out there but it's it's again a a bit of a tough one I think yeah I I think it's not too bad like in every league there's there's something for me yeah there's there's two or three in every league but you know I'm harking back to the days where we all absolutely cashed in on the uh, on the Forest Leicester you know, Brighton, Liverpool, Man U, Man City weekend. I'm I'm harking back to that and just praying that that docket's going to come up again because that was extremely lucrative. But anyway, we're uh, we're digging into some tip time, Tom. So let's let's go Premier League, shall we? Yeah, let's go Premier League. All the odds we're going to read out on the show today are taken from Matchbook.com. Uh, we're going to go through each Premier League game. Game by game, then we'll look through uh, the best bets from the champ, League One and League Two. So, yeah, taking it away with West Ham against Chelsea. Uh, this is 12.30 on Saturday. 
3.5 for the hammers, 3.45 for the draw, 2.32 for Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea still struggling for wins. On the positive side, they have kept three clean sheets in a row. The last two games being nil-nils against Fulham and Liverpool. Um, and West Ham starting to turn things around a little bit. Three wins in their last five, just one defeat. Uh, are you brave enough to call this one? Yeah, I've got something I like. It's not result-based, <laughs> but mm. uh, it's under 2.5. Uh, I think this is these are two teams who are still trying to find their feet. Obviously, Chelsea, even before the January window, were, were struggling and, and trying to find who they are, what system they want to play, who they can trust, blah, blah, blah. And West Ham, you know, yes, they have picked it up, but I'm still not ready to start backing them like they're, you know, a top seven team or whatever. Chelsea haven't won any of the last seven away games in the league. And you're right to point out those uh, clean sheets, Tom. They've actually only scored in two of their last six games, Chelsea. Uh, and they've been relatively decent at the back, as you said. Um, it's actually um, it's actually those uh, three clean sheets in the last six that I was leaning on that you mentioned. And West Ham, you know, they've gone under 2.5 in their last five games. A couple of them have just gone under with two goals, but I'm expecting this one to be a, a tight affair uh, with no more than 2.5 goals. Yeah, I can completely see that one. Uh, moving into Arsenal against Brentford then for the first of the three o'clockers. 1.44 for Arsenal, 5.1 for the draw. And 8.8 .8 Brentford, big outsiders for this one. Obviously, Arsenal shocked by Everton um, when they lost 1-0 last weekend. Uh, first defeat in a long, long time for them. Um, can they get back to it this week? Yeah, they can. Um, one, what were they, 1.4, was it? 4-4, 1.4. Yeah, 4-4. It's, it's a bit too tight. Um, I don't like going against Brentford in general, to be honest. And even if you have a look at Arsenal's last couple of, of home games in the Premier League where they have got a victory, they have conceded. They conceded that two to, to Man United. They conceded one to Arsenal. So I'm having a look at Arsenal and yes. So Arsenal to win and both teams to score at 3.5. I can see Brentford finding the back of the net, but ultimately Arsenal should put the last two defeats behind them. And, uh, Continue on. Yeah, you've gone a bit braver than I have. I just went for the both teams to score um, mm. on straight out, which is 2.04. And considering the stats that you said, um, where Arsenal have been conceding a fair few at home, despite the fact that they're winning, and Brentford obviously in good run of form, more than capable of scoring, um, I thought that was a decent price at over-evens for, for just both teams to score. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, into the next game then, which for me is another both teams to score. It's Palace against Brighton. So 4.0 for Palace to win, 3.65 for the draw and 2.08 for Brighton. Uh, contrasting forms really here. Brighton no losses in six and Palace no wins in six. I've gone for the both teams to score uh, based on the fact that both teams have scored in nine of the last ten meetings between these two sides um so this is a rivalry um can't remember the name of it the m something the birds i don't know i i just think it's the bird derby eagles <laughs> against eagles yeah i like that 
Um, it's 1.88 anyway for both teams to score, which again, I thought was a pretty decent price considering, like I say, uh, nine, nine out of the last, last 10 games have been both teams to score. Um, Brighton having kept a clean sheet for 10 consecutive games against Crystal Palace. Uh, Palace haven't kept a clean sheet for four consecutive games against Brighton. Um, Palace are also unbeaten in six consecutive fixtures between the two. And considering it is a little derby game, 4.0 for Palace is quite a big price considering they're at home. I know they're not on form, but as the saying goes, form goes out the window in the derby matches, right? Woo, woo, woo. That's my Premier League price of the weekend klaxon. That's just gone. Uh, brand, brand new to the pod this week. will never return again. Uh, Brighton for me. I, I'm deeply concerned about Palace. I don't think there's enough being said about how poor they've been, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I know they've got home draws against Newcastle and Man United, but also, you know, before that, they lost at home to Southampton. That, for me, is a red flag. You know, I I understand that people are looking at them losing away at Man U, uh, 2-1 and thinking, oh, you know, they kept it close. I'm, I'm deeply concerned about the performance levels. I wish Brighton were a little bit more on it. Um, I'm also thinking that they've dipped ever so slightly. But I think Brighton come here with their tails up. Um, Palace really struggling at the moment to kind of get too much going. The last time that they scored, Tom, more than one in a game was six games ago. That's when they beat Bournemouth 2-0. And then before that, you have to go back uh, before the World Cup, the last time they scored two. That was in the Cup against Newcastle and then previously before that against West Ham in the league. They're very goal shy. Uh, I'm back in Brighton and my Premier League uh, price of the weekend at 2.08. I'm already on. Mm, nice. Just to push my agenda for both teams to score one more time. Um, Brighton have conceded in 10 of the last 11 away games across all competitions. Uh, the only clean sheet was in the EFL Cup against Charlton. Um, and before that, you have to go all the way back to the 24th of August for their last clean sheet um, across all competitions. The last clean sheet away from home in the Premier League came on the 21st of August. So That is concerning. That yeah. is concerning, but I, I don't think De Zerbi cares, if I'm honest with no, you. No, no, no. They could easily win 2-1, 3-1, 4-1. Yeah. I think in an <laughs> ideal world, I'd be back in Brighton off the back of four clean sheets in a row, but I just honestly don't think he gives a monkey's. <laughs> well, he'd um, like to point it out, and I think both teams to score is is very smart. Yeah. Okay, Fulham Forest then up next, 1.98 for Fulham, 3.7 for the draw, and 4.4 for the Mighty Reds to uh, get another three points on the road. I said that like we get a lot of them. We don't get many of them whatsoever. No. <laughs> um, how can you see this one going? Uh, an under 2.5. For me, at 1.86, I think it's a it's a really weird one, and, it, and it's difficult to pick a top performer. You've obviously got Fulham riding that kind of eighth position, and uh, you know, kind of being in the conversation rightly or wrongly for for Europe. And then you've got Forest, who are clearly brilliant at home and clearly much improved 
but you're still looking at a team that's won one in uh, ten uh, games on the road. I mean, form this season, I think everyone has seen the table so far. Forest, the best performing team in 2023 so far in the Premier League. I just don't know which way this is going to go. I feel like Fulham are dipping ever so slightly. I feel like Mitro might not be as potent as he was at the start of the season. And there's a few things that I'm a bit concerned about from a Fulham aspect, but I need to see way more from Forrest away from home before I start going ahead and backing them at, at 4.2. Obviously I will because I'm a fan and I, that's just who I am. But in terms of tipping them and reading them out on the show, I, I need to see way more, Tom. What One thing I am guaranteeing though is Forrest to be tight. Very, very tight. Um, You know, they've only conceded one in their last four Premier League games. Uh, That was away at Bournemouth. They are incredibly well drilled now. They've got a settled back line. Even without without Dean Henderson, Keelan Navas has come in. Man of the match on debut. And yeah, Fulham, just not sure they're as swashbuckling as, as everyone thinks they are. You know, in the league. They've actually uh, not scored in their last three games. So it's in the FA Cup where they're finding their feet at the moment against teams like uh, Sunderland. So, yeah, uh, under 2.5 for me. What about you? Uh, Forest double chance I was looking at because I'm confident, but that's probably more of a heart overhead pick, Mm. really. Um, Yeah, I just feel like we're, we're very tough to beat, aren't we, at the moment? And the... The times we, when we don't play the top six, seven sides in this division, we tend to do pretty well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we can get, if we come away with a point, I'm happy with that. And I think we definitely can do. Um, we've got good form away at Craven Cottage as well. One there. Oh, we in, absolute, uh, yeah. I remember under Sabri, we absolutely took him to pieces. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, last season in that huge crunch game, we scored that really weird Zinkenagel goal and won one yeah. with it. One nil, didn't we? Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, up next we've got Leicester against Spurs. Uh, prices for this one: Leicester to win at three point five five, the draw at three point seven five, and Spurs at two point two two. I'm going to go for over two point five in this one because I can't work out either of these two sides at the moment. Um, at the moment, Spurs look pretty good. Obviously, they won three in a row. They beat Man City um, at home last weekend. But I feel like whenever I get a bit too confident on Spurs and start to back them, they throw a wobbly and um, and lose. And then Leicester coming from behind to beat Villa 4-2 away from home. Excellent return to form for them. James Madison back in the side, back on the score sheet. Um, so they, they could definitely get something from this game. Um, so I think there's going to be goals. I think there's going to be entertainment. Don't know which way it's going to go. Nine of the last 11 games between the two sides have been over 2.5. So, yeah, over 2.5 again is 1.79. There's been some absolute humdingers between these two, by the way. If you look at the head-to-head list, I'm not going to read it all out, but since 2017, there's been some crackers. I'm, I'm talking just picking out a few. 6-2, one 3-2, 4-2, 6-1, 5-4, 3-0, 3-1. some absolute games in here. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, mate. You know, I was looking at 
at Leicester at the back, and you know, I know they won four two, but I thought defensively they were absolutely horrendous against Villa. Um, just Villa were even worse. You have to go back. Their last Premier League clean sheet was the twelfth of November. Little asterisks because that was against uh, West Ham when they were really in the mire. Before that, you have to go back against Everton under Lampard in the Maya. Before that, you can go back to Wolves in the Maya. You can go against Leeds, poor all season, and Palace, and that's it. Um, so they've not kept a clean sheet against anyone kind of in that top half or above, really. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on that, mate. Bit of a goal fest. Yeah. Right then, final three o'clock, Southampton against Wolves, 3.0 for the Saints, 3.3 for the draw and 2.68 for Wolves. Um, yeah, give me a take on this one. Yeah, I think we've got to be looking at Wolves uh, to get a result. Uh, I like them to get the double chance up, but also I think I'm brave enough to go for them on the nose. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a managerial... Uh, appointment goes so sour so quick uh, to be honest with you. Nathan Jones is an interesting character he divides opinion of course I actually feel really sorry for him because I, I said on the pod before I'm a big believer in the pyramid of you know League 2 to League 1 to the champ to the prem like I, I want to see more of that stuff and I feel like this appointment might actually stop clubs looking at really good performing EFL managers and do what Wolves have done and go out and get someone from the continent uh, in Lopetegui and, you know, throw the bank at him because clearly, you know, you look at the two managers and the impact they've had and there's no arguments really. Um, so that that does worry me, but that's just, you know, how I think. Um, yeah, I'd probably go for Wolves, double chance, but fortune favours the brave and I think we can get them on the nose. Yeah, I completely agree. I, and we were talking before we came on air, weren't we, about who we want to pick for the treble. Wolves came up in the conversation. Um, spoiler alert. But yeah, I'm confident in Wolves. I, re I really am. And I mentioned to you, and I'll say it again, that I feel like there's going to be a bad atmosphere at St. Mary's for this. The fans do not want Nathan Jones as manager of their club. Um, and I feel like if Wolves go a goal up, it's going to turn really toxic in that place. The, the fans will, they're, you know, they're turned already, but they're really going to make it a hostile, horrible atmosphere for Nathan Jones and consequently the players if, if they do go a goal down. Southampton have the worst home record in the league anyway. They've won just one of the last 10 home games they've played so far in the Premier League this season, um, consider, conceding nearly two per home game. And yeah, like you say, Wolves on the up under Lopetegui, Southampton in a mess. For me, 2.68 for Wolves could be an excellent price this weekend. There was uh, no Forest, obviously, um, on Saturday last week. They played Sunday. So, just flicked on the Premier League and thought, ah, maybe I'll watch the uh, the Wolves-Liverpool game. The Wolves were outstanding, to be honest with you. They were brilliant. I mean, they were playing against, you know, basically... Uh, bunch of pedestrians in uh, in Liverpool but they were really good so yeah I have confidence in them and think they'll get the win at, at a very healthy price do it did you read the price out I did I, yeah, I missed I did. it yeah 2.68 2. Mm. yeah okay did it twice oh bloody hell 
Um, right. Final game then on Saturday. And again, it features another one of the strugglers at the bottom. So this is Bournemouth against Newcastle. 7.0 for Bournemouth to win at home. 4.2 for the draw and 1.6 for Newcastle. Um, yeah, like like Southampton, I feel like there's a lot of quite a few sides at the moment near the bottom who are starting to improve and pick up points. And Bournemouth, along with Southampton, are the two who are really going to get left behind if they don't turn their form around sharpish because Bournemouth, no wins in eight consecutive games, no clean sheets in eight consecutive games. And they've got a tough run coming up. And yeah, starting with Newcastle, I don't expect them to win this game. I don't think they'll stay up. And yeah, for, for me, for me, they're done. They're not really showing anything like they're going to be all right because, you know, you're looking at their fixtures to come. They've got Newcastle this weekend. They're away at Wolves, which is a tough game next weekend. Then after that, they've got Man City. Then after that, they've got Arsenal. So these next four games, I don't think Bournemouth will get any points personally. And the, the way other teams around them are playing, they could they could start to find themselves cut adrift in this relegation zone now. Yeah, they, they've obviously made some big January additions. Uh, watched Utara against Forest. I mentioned it last week. Really, really exciting player. Brilliant debut. Uh, Semenyo, big fan from Bristol City. Uh, Zabanyi, the Ukrainian centre-half, is supposed to be like a football manager wonder kid. But, you know, yeah, again, kind of like Nathan Jones, you have a look around at who all the relegation teams have got in at the dugout. And Bournemouth have the worst manager, I think, by an absolute distance. And, uh, yeah, I have no faith in him getting one over on former Bournemouth manager Eddie Howe. Um, yeah, I'm fancying Newcastle to get back to winning ways and uh, get back to winning ways pretty comfortably. But ooh, 1.6, oh, it's tight, isn't it? But Sunday, then, we are going to look at first Leeds against Manchester United. 4.1 for Leeds, 4.0 for the draw, 1.92 for Manu. Uh, these two played out a two-all draw, entertaining two-all draw on Wednesday night, just before we started recording the pod. Uh, they meet in the reverse fixture on Sunday. Uh, I don't really know, <laughs> to be honest. I would have I would have quite happily said Manchester United before Marsh got sacked and, and they got that two-all at, at Old Trafford. Um, it's throwing a bit of doubt into my mind, to be honest. Yes, it has thrown a bit of doubt into my mind and you know, I think I'm still going to back United. Um, one point, uh, what are they? One point nine two is a really good price. Um, Leeds as well, four point one. Honestly, I might have a little tipple on on both sides of the coin, which is not something that makes a, a ton of sense. But maybe I'll do it in a uh, in a particular way. Maybe I'll chuck United on an accumulator or something like that. Uh, both teams to score for me. A, a recap and repeat of uh, Wednesday night looks likely Marcus Rashford is is absolutely unstoppable at the moment. And, you know, even against Nottingham Forest, Tom, when Leeds uh, failed to score on the weekend, you know, Nanto, Sinistera, they caused issues. They had, uh, they had some chances in the first half and I do like their attacking options. So, yeah, I'm uh, going to go down that both teams to score route for the safe money. Man United on some kind of uh, um, accumulator and, and probably I'll chuck a little 
bit of money on Leeds as a uh, single for mm. a bit of fun. Yeah, well, hopefully Leeds don't get any points for the sake of Forest and the mm. uh, relegation battle, but yeah. we'll see. Um, anyway, on to the final Sunday game. We've only got two. Manchester City at home to Aston Villa. 1.27 for City, 7.0 for the draw, and 13.5 for Villa. Um, Man City are so short. They're way too short for me to back on the nose. I'm going to look at both teams to score. Um, six of the last seven games between these two sides have been both teams to score. Uh, we've seen how frail Villa can be at the back last weekend when they conceded four against Leicester. And um, yeah, Man City, like I say, not exactly in a sparkling run of form at the moment. They've conceded in uh, in four of their last six games. So yeah, both teams to score. 2.08 is the price for that one. And that's where I'll be going for this. Yeah, totally agree. Um, it is tempting to have a look at Villa at 13.5. I do love a, a big outsider. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, yeah, I think the smart money is on both teams to score because you got to be a madman to be back in Man City at the moment on that uh, 1.27. I tell you now, mate, the big upset's coming next weekend when Man City visit the, the mighty City ground. It's ultra hey. City ground. By the way, speaking of upsets, Let's talk about Monday night. Introduce Monday night because I'm excited. Well, plenty to unpack in this particular game, isn't there? It's the Merseyside derby. It's Liverpool against Everton. It's a Monday, 8pm kickoff. Liverpool, heavy favourites, um, 1.56, 4.5 for the draw and 6.8 for Everton. Um, I keep reading the headline, Liverpool are at rock bottom. I feel like they've been at rock bottom, we say in air quotes, <laughs> about four or five times this season after dodgy results, but yeah. they keep finding new lows. Um, Everton, a fantastic winning Dyche's first game in charge last weekend against Arsenal. I, honestly, if I was going to go anything, I'd go for Everton at a massive price of 6.8. I could absolutely see them doing a job on Liverpool. You know, when I say doing a job, I don't mean battering them, but, you know, coming away with a 1-0 or a 2-1 or something like that, I could 100% see it. Liverpool are in an absolute tailspin. It It's really, really bad. Their last seven results, lost away at Brentford, drew at home to Wolves, lost away at Brighton 3-0, beat Wolves away in the FA Cup, rotated sides. 0-0 against Chelsea, arguably the worst uh, game of football to ever have been broadcast. Mm-hmm. Brighton, 2-1 defeat away. Wolves, 3-0 defeat away. Yeah, we're basing this tip on on uh, one game under Sean Dyche where they've managed to sit in the block, keep them out, nick a goal, get a win. Right? So, I think I will be having a tip on uh, on Everton at 6 but also, I think double chance is probably the smarter way to play. At two point yeah. two point five six, it's still way over evens. Uh, if you if you're Sean Dyche, think about what you're going to do here. So first of all, you've beaten Arsenal. You've got a bit of breathing room. This game is a bit more of a free hit as opposed to they lost four 0 last week. So he's going to go there and defend, but he's going to go there with a bit more of an attacking mindset. And I think he's going to be fully aware that the pressure's on Liverpool here. Like, Liverpool haven't lost 
in the last six games at Anfield. But as I just read out, there's been some draws, there's been some really dodgy results. Uh, away from home, if this was at Goodison Park, I'd be absolutely lapping up Everton. The fact is that Anfield makes me want to go more towards double chance, but yeah, Liverpool are in an absolute shambles, and this is probably the last thing they need. Yeah, completely. Uh, one other thing that I'd add is just onto what you've put, a uh, slightly shorter price, but Liverpool to keep a clean sheet, no. Um, that's 1.61. Uh, they've only kept one clean sheet in their last 10 Premier League matches, which is very, very poor. Um, so, yeah, I, I think everything, I'm really, I feel really confident, probably like, um, unnecessarily confident. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I really think Everton will get something from this game. I, I think they'll win. I think yeah. they'll win. Yeah, and I, I will be following you into battle. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the Prem wrapped up. Let's just touch on our sponsors at Matchbook and again, how you can bag that sign-up bonus. And then we'll look at the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, Profit Chasers, it's a great time to get involved with our sponsors, Matchbook. They are offering an exclusive sign-up offer for all of our listeners and viewers. So TFB Podcast as a sign-up code is going to bag you a money back as a free bet offer up to 30 quid. Obviously the the whole show in general and this offer in particular is eligible for over 18s only. Read the T's and C's but yeah, jump on board. Have a have a little tip on Everton if you're feeling a bit brave and you want a safety net, sign up and you'll get that money back as a free bet. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let's move into the championship then. Uh John gets kicked off with one that you particularly like the look of? Yeah, 1.54, uh, Burnley. Uh, mm. What much more is there to say? Give them the title already. <laughs> they're, they're top of the league. They're going to win the league. They're going to get promoted. They are one of the best championship teams I've ever seen. They are unbeaten at home, winning 11, drawing four. They've not lost in their last nine. They've not lost in any of the last 17 home matches. Blah, blah, blah. I haven't even told you who they're playing. It wouldn't matter to me. I would back them against anyone at home. Of course, they're a little bit shorter than what we'd uh, what we'd like to see, but I think this is with good reason, 1.54. And for context, they are playing against Preston. Preston much better away from home than at home. They are absolutely dreadful at home. Three wins from 15 games at Deepdale. Uh, it's obviously much better away from home where they've won 8 of 14. And this is a Lancashire derby. And, you know, insert cliche, form goes out the window, derby days, yada yada. Not this time. Burnley win and Burnley win. Burnley take another step towards the Premier League. Yes, I completely agree. Um, be a massive coupon buster if they didn't win this particular game. Um, on to one that I like at a big price. It's 3.35 and it's Luton Town. And yeah, it's the Rob Edwards effect for Luton. They've won six of the last seven games in the league uh, since he's taken charge of them, including the last three consecutive away games. They go away this weekend to Coventry and they're a team in pretty poor form, to be honest. Um, a lot of general uh not really unrest about the team but um 
yeah, I think a lot of Coventry fans that I see on social media are just ready for the season to end and to start again in September or, or August. Um, you know, they, they've lost four of the last five games, won just one in eight across all competitions. And it's going to be a a fairly big ask, I think, for them this weekend to to beat this in-form Luton side who are they're on a march. You know, they're fourth in the league. They're if they win their game in hand on Sheffield United, they'll only be seven points behind second. And that's not a completely insurmountable job with, what, 16, 17 games left to go. Um, so they'll be aiming high. They're on fantastic form and they're a big price. They are. Uh, I'm going to be uh, next talking about Middlesbrough who are above evens at 2.16. They're away at Cardiff. Um, until Sabri, I was never happy. Sabri Lamushi, the former Forest manager, takes up a post at Cardiff, at the Cardiff City Stadium for the first time. Uh, but I think he's going to lose, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, he hasn't seen his team score a goal yet. They've had some difficult games. Hull, Luton, both on the road. Uh, you know, this is an opportunity for him to go out there and adhere himself to the fan base. But I think it's just the wrong opponent at the wrong time, to be honest with you. Middlesbrough have been great. Uh, I think it's well documented and everyone has kind of seen all the stats about how well Michael Carrick is doing. He's obviously a big name uh, in English football. So, you know, he's getting a lot of plaudits and he's going away to a side who haven't won in their last 11 games, Cardiff. That's how long it's been since they've tasted defeat, hence the managerial change. And yeah, I think Middlesbrough will be way too strong. Um, they've got the informed striker in the league in Tuba Akpom, and they've got, you know, so many so many attacking talents, Archer, Force. You know, they are they are a playoff juggernaut at the moment. Uh, in third, ten points off uh, Sheffield United in second, having played a game more. Never say never because they're on absolutely sparkling form at the moment, and they're gonna have too much. For Cardiff, Cardiff's season won't be uh, decided against Middlesbrough. They've got bigger games to come. Yeah, um, completely agree. But yeah, poor old Sabria. I really want him to do well at Cardiff, Love but him. I really don't think that, that they're equipped for him to do so. He was, he yeah. was the, he was the best thing that happened to Forest in a decade. Um, yeah, he's quickly forgotten now because obviously Cooper took that and you know blew it up basically but uh until Sabri honestly it was some of the darkest days of supporting Forrest and he was he was the first manager that gave us hope like yeah, in, in a full decade so love yeah. Sabri yeah completely echo that uh right up next then for me uh non in the championship actually <laughs> I see, don't know about this. see I think you've missed the glaring one here uh Sheffield United I, I, I don't know why we're not discussing this more. Um, Sheffield United's, as I said, second. And they've got a bit of a job to do um, to fend off Middlesbrough. As I said, I don't think they are, you know, the the kind of Premier League in waiting that Burnley are. But I think second is there for the taking, obviously, a 10-point gap with an extra game. They're playing against a Swansea team who I think the project is falling apart a bit to be honest with you. Russell Martin's come in. 
He's managed to get them from mid-table to mid-table. Um, there's a lot of hashtag trust the process, and I do believe that it does take time to introduce like a full 180 cult- culture culture change at a club, something like Martin's trying to do. But it seems a lot of unrest at board level uh, between them and the fans. Seems like the fans feel like they're not backing Russell Martin. Russell Martin feels like his hands are tied. You know, Michael Obafemi, someone I tipped up to be championship top goal scorer at the start of the season, he's been farmed out on loan to Burnley. It's just, you know, they're just not helping themselves at all. Uh, away from home, they've actually been brilliant this season. Four wins, seven draws, four defeats. That's fantastic. They've avoided defeat, you know, 11 out of uh, 15 times. Like, they are very sticky on the road. But I think this is a this is a huge task. I rate Sheffield United highly. They are coming off that highly charged um, clash against Wrexham in midweek. That would have took a lot of energy out of them. But, you know, they're facing a team in Swansea that lost 4-3 against uh, Birmingham at home on the weekend. And, you know, they were flying high, a couple of goals clear before they let the Blues back into it. And it's just it's just dour times, I think, um, at Swansea. And, yeah, I, I fancy them to come unstuck against Sheffield United. They are priced up at 1.91. It's a brilliant price. I feel like I've probably never... I've not not backed the team who are second in the championship as much as I've not backed Sheffield United, if that makes sense. Hmm. I feel like I've hardly been chucking them on accumulators at all this season, even though they're obviously doing well and they've been winning because they're in second and they're clear. But yeah, whereas Burnley, I I could happily chuck them on every single week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheffield United, I always hold a little bit more scepticism and I'm a bit more reserved about, but probably shouldn't be because they're doing very well and like you say, they'll probably win this weekend. So, um, yeah, uh, I'll jump on board for this weekend. Let's see how it goes. Okay. League One? League One. Take it away, mate. Um, there's a couple I like in League One that are decent prices, actually. Um, I'll get kicked off with Morecambe at home to Forest Green Rovers. Now, Big Dunk's come into Forest Green, hasn't he? He's had no managerial bounce whatsoever at the moment. Um, played two, lost two is his uh, current record. Forest Green on a poor run. They've lost five in a row across all competitions. Uh, If we extend that to just the league, they've lost eight of the last nine league games, uh, finding goals really hard to come by, conceding plenty. And this week, they go away to Juggernaut Morecambe. Morecambe, they've won four consecutive home games, including scoring five goals twice in the last three matches at home. Uh, against Bristol Rovers and Burton Albion. They've not lost at home since they lost to Ipswich on the 8th of October. Um, they've That's an eight-game unbeaten run since then, winning five, drawing three. Um, yeah, and I think they're, they're going to obviously face this Forest Green Rovers side at home, full of confidence, and Forest Green are, are coming into this sapped of confidence, um, despite the new manager. It just doesn't seem to be working or have had any effect. Uh, so, yeah, for me, Morecambe to get a win at a good price of 2.28. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to have a look at Shrewsbury. 
So I am. There's a little caveat here. So they're two point three seven to beat Port Vale. Little caveat. Um, I don't think this is going to last forever. The Shrewsbury like revolution, where they're ninth <laughs> and they're starting to to look at the playoffs. I think they've just beaten some bad teams and they've just had bad teams back to back to back to back to back. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like it, they have to beat what's in front of them. It's just, very, I think it's a bit fortunate that they're, they're playing all these teams at the right time. So their run in, includes a win against Burton, um, Cambridge to be in five, one MK Dons, Forest Green, Oxford. Like these are teams struggling bad teams or teams that are just like losing their way and in a bit of turmoil. So what do we need? We need to, we need a team that is struggling and someone who is kind of prime for the picking really. And that's Port Vale spurred on by the way, some absolute injustice in midweek. I backed Port Vale in play and uh, I wasn't watching the game and I saw they had a man sent off and missed a penalty and I thought, and I was already annoyed. And then I saw what actually happened. And if you haven't seen it, dig it out on uh, social media or YouTube because it's it's an absolute scam. It's an absolute <laughs> scam. That referee deserves to uh, sit the week out, I think. But anyway, um, that result means that they haven't won in the last five. And yeah, they've not been playing that many uh, poor teams, I think it's fair to say. They've played a lot of the good sides and, and come unstuck. So I think a Shrewsbury team kind of flying high should have enough to beat Port Vale. And uh, 2.37 for a team that's won as many games as Shrewsbury have in a row. Uh, I think it's worth taking whilst we can because I think they'll come unstuck soon. Yep, I like it. Uh, and kind of similar reasons for why I'm going to pick Barnsley to win at home to Cambridge, really. Barnsley are a short price, uh, 1.44, so we won't dwell on them too much. But yeah, they've... They've got a good home record. They've won five of the last six games they've played at Oakwell. And they're facing the Cambridge side, who are really struggling at the moment. Uh, low on confidence, poor form. They've lost five of the last six games in the league, away from home. So they're poor travellers. And Barnsley have done that Shrewsbury thing from looking at, at their recent results at home. They're knocking off all the sides towards the bottom of the league, who... I guess you'd expect them to be beaten. So that their five wins that they've got in the last six at home, they've come against Forest Green, Milton Keynes, Burton Albion, Fleetwood and Accrington. So they're all teams down there in the league, uh, similar to the opposition that Shrewsbury have played. And yeah, Barnsley, like Shrewsbury, have, have won them all. And again, it's a similar opposition this weekend in Cambridge. Um, and I expect they'll do the business, but it's a short price at 1.44. Charlton Athletic up next, 1.90. They're playing Fleetwood Town. Fleetwood coming off a uh, a big cup set. Uh, two good results, really, to be fair to them. Uh, draw away at Sheffield Wednesday and then a home win to dump Wednesday out the uh, out the cup. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like these kind of teams crop up every year where they're absolutely bloody hopeless in the league and then they just pull it together for the cup matches some, somehow. Yeah. Because th those two results, I'm looking, are sandwiched in between four four losses um, where they've really struggled against uh, a lot of teams, to be honest with you. I think Fleetwood uh, are capable of getting a result. You know, I'm looking down 
at their recent results, minus the uh, the Wednesday thing. You know, they beat QPR in the FA Cup as well. They beat Shrewsbury, who I just mentioned are on a good run. But then I'm like, looking a bit closer. They lost against Portsmouth. You know, John Massini, I think that might have been his first game. Something like that. They lost against Oxford, who are just absolutely in a tailspin at the moment. Um, they've struggled against other sides in the league. You know, they have failed to get anything out of Accrington Stanley, Forest Green Rovers. We're going back a little bit. Um, they're definitely capable. But I have uh, three words for you, Tom, that I want you to remember. Jezerin, yeah. Raksaki. Okay. Jezerin, Raksaki. I'm in love. I have a new, like, League One <laughs> love child. And I've, I've been watching some League One stuff, you know, just whilst I'm working. And I feel like every weekend there was this winger, and I was watching him, and I was like, bloody hell, like, he... He looks way too good for League One. Done a bit, done a bit of digging. He's a Crystal Palace loney, a winger. Um, he is twenty years old. He's got eight goals in twenty-five appearances. He's their top scorer, Charlton. Um, apparently, they fended off a, a bit of loan interest and in the champ to keep him for the rest of the season. He is absolute dynamite, and uh, yeah, I just thought I'd point that out because. He's a, a huge threat, especially with Blackett Taylor, who, you know, is a kind of standard League One winger, but, you know, deserves a bit of credit uh, on the on the other flank. I think Charlton should have enough here at 1.9 to get a win. Yeah, I'm a fan of that one. Um, I just have one more thing to look at, and it's in the game that is Ipswich against Sheffield Wednesday. So big clash towards the top of League One. Um, and it's just for... Ipswich to keep a clean sheet, no, is the bet. The price for that is 1.44. They've not kept a clean sheet for 17 consecutive games against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, And that's your stat. And that's why it's not going to happen again this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I, I really don't know what's gone on at Ipswich, to be honest with you. They've... They've just started derailing a bit, haven't they? They've spent the most money, probably got the best squad maybe on paper. I don't know. Something's going on. Yeah. Something's going yeah. on. They've got a wealth of attacking talent, especially mm. for the yeah. one level. Bit weird. Yeah. Um, League two then, shall we? Uh, I mean, if we have to, then <laughs> then we can. L- League two. League two is just the toughest league, I feel like, every it week. It is tough. Um, there's a couple that I like. There's one or two. All right, go on. You go first. Right, we'll start with, uh, I like Colchester away at Grimsby. And it's a big price for Colchester here. So 3.8 for them yeah. to get the victory this weekend. Um, basically, they're on a good run of form, especially away from home. So they've won four of the last seven, um, only lost one of those games which is good form for Colchester considering they were really struggling down at the bottom of the league for a long period of this season. But most impressively for me, they've won four consecutive away games in a row. Uh, They've beaten Gillingham, Harrogate, Rochdale and Hartlepool. So yeah, considering they've won four in a row away from home and Grimsby aren't particularly a a home juggernaut. They've not played at home in the league since the first of the first of January. 
Mm. And their home form is very patchy. If you look at it, it's it's literally very win one, lose one, draw one, win one, lose one, draw one. So um, I don't think Colchester have got anything to fear going away to Grimsby. It's not like Grimsby are in fantastic form. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a big price for Colchester. Will they win? I don't know. It's a bit of a pun. It's obviously a big price, but double chance at least, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it it does scare me a bit, the whole kind of Luton double header. I suppose, you know, I'm kind of contradicting myself with what I said about Fleetwood. Um, mm. You know, some good cup results. Maybe that will translate. Maybe it won't. I'm not sure. Salford, Tom, they're a big price this weekend if you're interested. Uh, they mm. are priced at 3.40. They're against Tranmere. And, you know, on the surface, looks like a, a pretty tough game, tough-ish game. Tranmere in 15th, you know, wedged in that kind of mid-table zone. But I was looking at Salford away from home, Tom. They've got the third best record in the league away. Uh, 23 points yielded from 14 games. You know, at home, they are pretty much mid-table. I think they've got the 10th best home record, but... On the road, they've been absolutely flying. And they've also got the fourth best attack in the league. Like, I just feel like they are quite potent. And then I have a look at at Tranmere and, you know, they are less potent, should we say. That crazy defensive structure at the start of uh, the season and bled into last season a bit. has kind of deserted them. They've won just one in five. Uh, Kane Hemmings, Tranmere's top scorer with eight. He's obviously always a danger at this level, but Connor McElhaney, Tom, eight in eight, just brought mm. in from the cold, given a start, and scored eight in eight after scoring none in his first eight games. It's absolutely crazy. He's on a, he's on an absolute heater at the moment, and uh, yeah, he gives me a lot of confidence. I cannot ignore Salford at that price, three point four. That that has real chances. Mm. It's a big one. I like it. Um, and then one more for me then, it's both teams to score in the game between Mansfield and Gillingham. And there's two things that I like when we're doing the research, big prices and strong stats. This one's got both. So both teams to score is 2.1, uh, which I thought was great because Mansfield have had seven consecutive games, both teams to score. And um, they don't tend to keep many clean sheets at home. So they're at home this weekend. They have kept just one clean sheet across all competitions at home since the 13th of September. Um, yeah, the last seven games in a row, they've conceded. They've conceded in nine of the last 10 at home. And yeah, I, I think there's some strong stats in the on the side of Mansfield conceding and having the capability to score. And, G- and Gingham... They're unbeaten in the last four games, uh, winning three, including a three-all draw. So, yeah, they're, they're scoring plenty and also are conceding, as we've seen there as well. So, yeah, for me, both teams to score. And and I would also point out, it wouldn't entirely surprise me if Gillingham managed to win this at 4.5. Yes, 10 signings in January. Um They've completely reinvented themselves. They brought in some new technical staff and support for Neil Harris and 
they've absolutely 180'd. And uh, yeah, they're going to be a team to be getting with as the bookies still price them up as a, as a relegation side. Mm. The last one, for me anyway, I don't know if you have anything to add or if this is the last tip in League 2. Uh, 1. One. 1. 1.8 Stevenage. Do you have Stevenage? Uh, I didn't. I just thought it was a little bit short. Um, it is a but... bit short. I'm trying to... They've only won one in their last four in all comps. I mean, one of those is a uh, FA Cup game against Stoke. But, you know, I, I feel like they've been handling business at home. We're back in the team here that's won 12 home games, drew one and lost one. Bradford haven't won in their last four games. And then when I take a little look at that, that includes a defeat at home to Rochdale, which is a very alarming. A draw away at Wimbledon, alarming. Uh, a draw away at Stockport, decent, but that was two nil-nils in a row where they didn't manage to score a goal. And then a draw home at home against Mansfield, which is a decent result, I suppose, against a promotion rival. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always been on the dartboard, haven't they? They're, they're the classic dartboard team where you just cannot trust them. So who knows what will happen when you go against them, when you go for them. But I think Stevenage, they're going to get the rocket up the arse from from uh, good old Steve Evans. And yeah. Uh, yeah, come home to victory. Quick little tidbit. Do you see there's a Twitter account called Slow Sports News? And they got the, yes. they got the Sky logo and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They posted the Steve Evans picture of when he was Leeds manager in like the early 2000s or mid 2000s. And it was yeah. like breaking leads, hire Steve Evans. I shit you not, I fell for it for about three seconds. <laughs> bloody, and that is mad. <laughs> I, but I was excited. I was like, Steve in the yeah. pen, bloody hell, that's going to be class. So, <laughs> yeah, I kind of fell. I love that. It. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, okay, well, that wraps up all the tips then for this weekend. Uh, let's recap last week's treble. We'll give you this week's treble, and then we'll wrap up the show. Yeah, so last week, disappointing, really, because we had two winning legs that didn't concede. Bolton beat Cheltenham 1-0, and Middlesbrough beat Blackpool 3-0. But Carlisle, Tom, a team that I am very hot on this season, mm-hmm. inexplicably lost at home to Harrogate 1-0. Scuppered the treble, 3.84 it was. Couldn't believe that. Yeah, not the biggest paying treble that we've ever had, but... I thought that was a lock to win, especially with the other two games that were, you know, you know, I know Bolton scored quite late on, but, but yeah, I really thought of all the teams, Carlisle would be the one that we could rely on the most, mm. but Hey-ho. no, 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 no. Anyway, on to bigger and better things this weekend. And I mean that literally because this is a big pay and treble this weekend. So we are going to go for Wolves away at Southampton. We're going to go for Sheffield United at home to Swansea. And then Shrewsbury at home to Port Vale. And all of those teams to win, you can currently get at 12.18. So £10 example stake would return you £121.80p. It's a big one. It is a big one. But I'm excited. It is. is. And they're all teams that are on decent form uh, against teams that are struggling. Yeah. It's normally a good recipe, I've found. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Cool. 
let's uh, flip to the worst game in the world, fancy football. Um, I'll be honest with you, forgot to do my team. Um, and that's not good in our league because I dropped 20 places. To... Do you know what's... Yeah. Do you know what's frustrating? What's that? I... The average is 37 points, it says. Yeah. I've got 72. Good for you. And I'm still only 201st in the league. I've gone up literally about three places. <laughs> yeah, I think as this gets bigger and we get a bit more popular and all that, it's all good. Everything's great, apart from the fantasy football section, that, that it becomes impossible. Yeah. So, so credit to the top 10 in Michael Tomlinson, David Arias, Daniel O'Reilly, Neil McCloy, Danny Whiteman, Tola AW, Dan Pinsker, Chris Postings, uh, sorry, Postings, Johan Ekstrom, and Pat Ravenhall. Still top. He has got a 26-point lead, so not much in fancy football terms. No, no, could still be overhauled. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts and yeah, follow us on social media. Yeah, T underscore FB podcast is the place to join for the social media stuff. Uh, midweek tips with Champions League coming around. That's going to be a big focus of ours. Uh, and then just general kind of uh, betting discussion. It's a, a good little hub to be in. And that's where you can ask us for the fancy football league code if you haven't uh, if you haven't joined the league. So, yeah, T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, please do get involved. Uh, thanks for listening anyway, guys. Good luck for all the bets you put on this weekend. And we'll see you again same time next week. Bye for now. <laughs>